my god, what a horrible start. Alright, right when I hit record, I hit a patch of uh, pavement on the freeway that is loud. Anyway, alright, I think I got some smooth sailing for a while. I apologize, we are back in the car for a car chat. Uh, I'm on the road back to California. The sunset is undescribable. Like, it's absolutely beautiful. Like, the sky's covered in clouds, but they're all just accenting the sun, not taking away from it. Anyway, uh, I know it's so loud in here. I got to be better about recording from the house. I really appreciate everybody still listening. Um, so, some more thoughts, and I don't know, this may be a little bit of backtracking, but like just on the situation at hand, and why I guess you could say that I absolutely agree that we're living in a simulation, right? Here's my argument. <laughs> no matter what the answer is to how it all began, <clears throat> the process was that some type of space was created or existed it has to be created, otherwise you got nothing. Anyway, you see where this paradox is so, like, treacherous to, to navigate? Um, so anyway, a whole bunch of things that weren't life assembled into life. Like, you don't get away from that. Like, if you go back far enough in time, like, there was matter in a more simple form. And then it increasingly grew complex over time through a series of, you know, exchanges of energy with external shit, you know? So fill in the storyline however you want, but the human origin story is very similar to the Earth's. And the Earth's is very similar to matter, you know? Simple components complexified into more complex things, you know, for example, an earth, and then that earth kind of has like surface metabolism and coalesced into life, and then that life coalesced into something that can record the sounds it makes by vibrating air through a, a series of cavities, <laughs> that I'm exchanging with the atmosphere that is sustaining my life, I'm able to capture these sounds on the electromagnetic spectrum and share them in an organized way with the world. At least a few of you. Whoever is awesome enough to be listening to this, I really do appreciate you. Anybody who ever listens to my nonsense, like, I am such a fan. Like, thank you. You know, I hope that I find people who are curious and confused by that curiosity, you know, uh, fascinated by the realization that this is all happening and it's so fucking weird, <laughs> you know, it makes no fucking sense and, uh, but it makes sense at the same time, you know, just all of it sunsets, clouds, you know, road trips, all of it, it's just so awesome, you know, and no life is free of pain and suffering, but 
Like, I think that's what the whole point of this might be. You know? Like, what would you crave if you knew everything? Like, what would you do to have a novel experience if you were this kind of just presence that kind of knew everything and kind of been there, done that, you know? Like, everybody, like, even life as we know it right now, like, still kind of craves youth, you know? They crave that youth. So, if there is some type of super intelligence out there, it would absolutely want to create something, you know, very, no different than we create video games or experiences like Top Golf and shit, you know? It would make sense that you would make these kind of boundless uh, environments you know that allowed for experimentation and growth you know and you just you know you, you remake yourself into something that would be far more simple but still very complex you know the human body is complex but it's not indecipherable you know we're getting there <laughs> And if you think you have any concept of how much we know as a collective species of the human body, just take a 100 level biology course in college, just a 100 level, right? And just chew on that and then realize that that is like the shit that you have to know just to get started down the field. like. They know a lot about it. Now, no one person knows all that much. There's just this collective knowledge that we've gained through experience and experiments. But it's a lot. Like, it is a lot. Manilis Kellis has these uh, open courseware classes on uh, the MIT Open Courseware for Computational Biology. Just start at number one and go as far as you can like it gets you know it gets way out into the weeds real quick but the first few and and they all kind of have this like just watch them just listen just watch look at the pictures and shit like how much they know about dna and like how if you stretch out one person's dna it would go like to the fucking moon and back a bunch of times like it's a uh, it's a fascinating, fascinating thing, you know? So just like humans have made it from, uh, you know, kind of floppy disks to hard drives to cloud computing, you know, fast forward that far enough, you know, and, I can, and it absolutely makes sense that, you know, because we already do it. It would make, it makes sense that higher intelligences would want to have real experiences and to have real experiences you would have to do something like it is that we see with life with human life you know just a whole bunch of like these supercomputers in these real relatively fragile but pretty durable complex machines that you you know feed on the environment and exchange energy with it and create these experiences you know like, I can see the universe assembling itself into life just to go go-karting. Go-karting's crazy fun. Jet skiing? Oh, my God. 
that is crazy fun, you know, and it makes, like, deep down, the fear of death is not that bad, you know, most people get through life pretty okay, and are not crippled by the reality that this is all temporary, like, there's something in us that kind of has this, you know, (laughs) this wouldn't make, you know, it just, we just deep down know that this doesn't make any sense to be it. Things are too big, too old, too complex, too possible. You know, the probabilistic nature of the universe is that nothing can turn into, uh, you know, indoor skydiving. Like nothing, like carbon, oxygen, iron molecules, like these things like, just figured out a way to put themselves together and, uh, you know, figure out a way to fall in love for the first time again, you know, find, uh, you know, find, like, a bunch of puppies, you know, (laughs) like, floppy-eared puppies and pet them, And, and, you know, and to be fascinated by, like, that this is all possible and that, you know, birds can fly And then to come to the realization at some point, you know, that if we just keep digging, that more answers come, and it just gets fucking weirder and weirder. So I learned something the other day. Check this out. So the first dinosaur bone was found after George Washington was president. Like, so... America was founded before we knew there were dinosaurs. I always like, if you've listened to a bunch of these, you know, sometimes I like to do these thought experiments where I, you know, mock out these conversations of how it would go, you know, between someone from a future and someone from a particular past, you know, this is a fascinating one. Like imagine George Washington's doing George Washington things, you know, whipping slaves, you know, leading an army in revolution, all that shit, you know, he's just doing that fucking, you know, what his story was, but someone comes out and is like, hey, George, look what we found, and it's like a fucking Tyrannosaurus, like a T-Rex head, you know, it's like, that was possible, the reason that that did not happen is not because it was impossible, like the word, like those bones were in the ground. Like they were dig up a bull. Just nobody had dug them up a bull yet. So that could have happened, you know, where George Washington was presented a fucking giant monster head skull. You know, imagine if that was in the fucking Constitution, like the fair, or the Declaration of Independence, like some or some, any document, like, or they were just trying to make laws about it. Like holy shit. You know, everybody who claims that they knew everything about the world just plop this giant fucking skull on the table and be like, well, explain this shit. Are these things around? Like, when you find a bone, like, there is, like, especially in a real primitive world, there is no guarantee, like, you immediately have to assume that that thing fucking exists. You have to assume that that thing fucking exists. So they would all be like, kind of, hey, you know, I know we're kind of getting, you know, kind of pissy about some freedoms and this, that, and the other thing, but, uh, 
there might be something out here that has this for a head, you know, and then you have to proceed, proceed from, you know, that reality, you know, accepting the fact that, hey, I, all right, I know we're out in the woods at night, and we used to think we had a pretty good grasp of what was out here, bears are scary enough, yeah, but, you know, there might be dinosaurs still around. You know, and it turns out there are a bunch of dinosaurs still around. None of them of that scale, per se. But, fuck. Imagine seeing an elephant for the first time if you didn't know anything bigger than a goddamn bear was impossible. Or a giraffe. Like, some, there's a human that saw the first giraffe of, you know, as far as humans go. And he ran back and was like, you are not going to fucking believe what I just saw. But at the same time, like, I feel like I learn about new animals pretty frequently, you know, TikTok alone. But I was always a documentary fan. Every couple of years, another documentary comes out where they're just like, hey, did you know that there's a fucking snake that'll spit in your eyes and kill you and all sorts of weird, just weird shit. Like, it's, it's you can't, like, little kids can't even Crayola an animal that doesn't, that something equally as weird doesn't exist, you know, like sharks with like chainsaw faces and stuff like that, like there's a thing called a chainsaw shark, you know, and it looks as much like a chainsaw as a chainsaw that's teeth don't necessarily spin, you know, it's fucking nuts, anyway, but yeah, so this is all real, you know, got here, like, just like a video game, like, we spawned in through a certain process, and, you know, what you know of the world is where we're at right now, and, and we take a form, <laughs> so consciousness, like, the, a, a unique property that I think gets under-discussed is the fact that right now, like, the internet is kind of where we're at as far as making like a brain more that can know more than an individual human like even the smartest individual human only there's only so much knowable stuff about the world you know then you get people in groups and they share what they can you know through whatever medium they can but as far as like something that can think collectively from a position of knowing all there is to possibly know in real time yeah like pretty sure it's going to be named Google, but, you know, like, is the internet a life form? I know that's a weird question, but, like, if that thing starts, you know, able, like, we're trying to teach it to talk on its own, and they're having a lot of success. Like, this isn't something that they are not, you know, having success with, like, you know, look at Sophia, the robot, or, uh, soul machines, you know, like, all these things, replica, all, like, you know, even the smart devices, like, they're getting better at talking, you know, so, whether it takes 10 years or 100 years, like, they're not, there's not going to become a point in time where they stop getting better, they're going to get better, and they're going to get better faster, like, at an increasing rate, that's fucking wild, so, like, 
I think, you know, if something is truly born an idea, then I think the internet is like a toddler right now, you know? Like it still needs a lot of directions, but what it does, it does incredibly fucking well. Yeah, and at some point, like, things are going to start connecting that it's going to have a voice. I don't want to spoil anything, but I saw the new Matrix movie. Fucking dope. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. If you didn't love it, then, you know, maybe you just don't like the Matrix or some shit like that. But there were some really fascinating things in there. You know, and one of them, which I'm sure this isn't unique to this movie, but it's one of the best renderings of it that I've ever seen, was this concept of a way that the machines, well, that like computational sentience experiences the real world. You know? Like there, because you got to have sensors, you know, you got to have like this, this like kind of collective sense around fucking sensors. You know, to make, and then to collect the data and stitch a story together with it. Like that's all really a human is, you know? It's kind of a learning machine that has some, you know, enough base computation to make a body and a metabolism and, you know, all that type of stuff. Fight off, you know, predators and, you know, of microscopic and and life form version. It was so, it was a really good rendering of it. So again, I don't want to spoil anything, but, you know, robots are going to kind of be that, you know, there's going to be this convergence where if we build something that can think for itself, then, then we'll be pretty sure that something built, like a consciousness of some sort built this, but, you know, it'll be the same kind of thing, you know, that, that the, the capability of thought needs a place to think from to have unique experiences. Does that make sense? Like, unique experiences can only come if you don't know everything. So you have to kind of take this, you know, uh, version of yourself that is barricaded from all full truth, you know? And of course there's going to be this kind of regression to the mean where people crave that truth, but at the same time, like, you know, ignorance is bliss to a certain degree, you know? I like that I don't know every single fucking animal. I would, like, I would be so sad if I thought that I had to go the rest of my life and someone didn't show me some fucking weird-ass bird, or, like, you know, a monkey that can do shit I've never seen before, or, you know, those fucking cute little, uh, red pandas, you know, like, that was a wonderful experience, like, if I knew those existed when I was a kid, then the pictures of it would still be super cute, but that moment of, like, oh, shit, that's real, or that's cool, you know, I learn new science shit every day, which that one's kind of an unending well, so yay, but 
you know, when you see really, really good ideas or, or really, really good experiments, uh, you know, kind of communicated to the public in a way that's easily digestible, you know, because I'm a science enthusiast, but I am not a scientist, you know, my love for science came long after I skipped my fucking homework, you know, so I've read up on it and conceptually, you know, I can hang to a degree, but yeah, like I'd have to start at some real, you know, my math skills, I do not sharpen them frequently, but any situations that I've encountered where I needed them, I was able to hang. And I do periodically learn new things, and, and but again, the idea is more than the, the foundational functioning of them. So again, I'm a science enthusiast, but not a scientist. So, oh, that's a good thing I want to talk about. Sorry this one's kind of running long, I am on the freeway. You know, there's this, uh, there's this trend, like, it feels good to start feeling competent about the ideas underlying science or having a good idea of where we are as a, you know, as humans, as far as what we know, you know, like I know that quantum computing is emerging. I know that web three, like I can describe these things in a little bit more detail. I can't program any of the shit, you know, but just knowing the ideas allows for a possibilistic kind of thought process, you know, and I've talked about this before where I hate that that trend's negative, where people are like, oh my god, that's scary, or the machines are going to control us, yeah, that's definitely one possibility, but that's way, way, way off the edge of the bell curve, you know, like, the most probable thing is there's going to be some good and some bad, but largely all the effort is going to be going to maximize the utility of it, so it's overall going to be a good thing. You know, like the internet is not a dark place. It has dark parts. The internet is a dark place in exact proportion to the darkness of the people that inhabit the real world, you know, in the proportion that they do. And we don't have any type of cultures where murder is legal, you know, or that there's, you know, laws vary from place to place, but by and large, we're a pretty civilized world. So, come on here. Sorry, I'm having a traffic issue right now. By and large, we're a pretty civilized world. So, when this sentience, like, if, you know, a thinking organism, whether it's a program or not, like, who knows where it's going to emerge. It hasn't emerged yet, but it does feel like we're making a lot of headway in it. Know, the the versions of it that exist now are are usable you know like phone trees like when you call into a thing it's like press this for that you know all that type of stuff those are getting better you know there are some that you can use that are not nearly as unpleasant of an experience by and large they're always unpleasant experiences but you know even if you get someone on the phone that doesn't guarantee a good experience it just guarantees a response rate that's much faster and a lot more flexibility for you not to have to speak precisely, you know, it's, it's, it'll get there. So all these things that are emerging, uh, 
and I am way off on my original topic now, but, uh, but all these things that are emerging are going to really usher in an era where we can kind of start thinking collectively. You know, we do it at a very low exchange rate right now. Like, that's what society is. It's the collective state of humanity. It's the aggregate of all the good and the bad. It's the aggregate of all the ups and the downs. You know, depending on ex- where you live specifically, your experience of the world is different. Depending on the people and the things around you, your experience is different. So, anyway, circling all the way back. It makes sense that whatever inspired simple things to become complex, whether it's driven by some external force that we can't interact with or or not, is besides the point. Like the fact is that it happened, and the fact is that it's going to keep happening. It's going to keep happening faster, and I don't know. I think that's fun. You know reality is really cool when you experience it in comfort and you know in companionship and all these good things so I think we're getting better at living better and I am excited for all of the shit that artificial intelligence is going to bring our way that's about all I got today I love y'all